Hey guys, welcome to the Captain's Log. Paul Mercurio's in the building. We're not really in the building, we're in the car, but uh, we're driving from 105.5 to Beat Radio, heading to 103.9, doing some morning press because you're in Fort Myers and gonna be performing in Naples at Off The Hook Comedy Club. Thank you for coming. Yeah, man, I, uh, I've i never been to Naples and I, my sister comes down here in the winter and my brother-in-law comes down here in the winter, Italian and Jew, so like they fit right in and uh, <laughs> Everybody says how great it is, how beautiful it is on this side of the uh, side of Florida. I've never been here, so it's pretty cool. Well, it's sunny. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be know. a great weekend. Yeah. And uh, you got six shows, man. So, yeah. Uh, it should I'll, be fun. I can't believe all this time you've been doing comedy, we've been doing shows, and this is our first connection. I know, and we're like connected in a way we didn't know. We've, we're both parents. I think we're very much alike when it comes to being parents. And you're, we're New England guys. You're from, we're like, grew up an hour from each yeah. other, probably. I grew up in... Rhode Island, you go up, grew up in Boston, right? And, uh, except neither of us sound like we're from. The, uh, my mother talks, pack the car. There's all of that. Mine and, too. Yeah. Oh man, the worst. Yeah, my, the accents just—it's crazy. Like, don't and, go away. And my son does an impression of her. It's hilarious. You want to hear me do grandma? <laughs> yeah, I do. Paulie, Paulie, I'm Paulie. I, no, uh, the rest of my life and my family, I'm Paulie to everybody. And that's like uh, that's my my ma. Yeah, ma. Ma, ma, what are you doing? Ma, like, yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister's got it. She's like, it's insane. Like when you talk to her, you feel like you're talking to an alien from another planet. And they're still they're still in Rhode Island. Yeah, they're still in Rhode Island. Yeah. And my mom's uh, 92, and uh, running her business and just like out of her mind. She won't like listen to anybody. And she's got like all these. She's got all these like weird ways of doing stuff, and she's like, <laughs> like she grew up in the depression, like right. that. She, you know, that generation, you know, like high school educated. So like, that never leaves you. Like I think there's that like I gotta I gotta save money. Even she's got money, you know. She's got well, a your business. mom's ninety two. She's ninety two. She will not and go she down. She still either, works every way. day. Yeah. No, she goes to the office every she day. She goes to seriously? the store. She has a furniture store. Wow. She goes to the shopping center. And she drives. And she drives, and uh, and she takes Uber now, which is hilarious because. Sometimes she, she she can't hear. She's got like a hearing aid that like she found in the garbage, and she had somebody f like fix it, but it like yeah. whistles all the time. It's like, and she she won't like like she has filing. She doesn't use filing cabinets. Right. She puts like all of her files in styrofoam coolers, and then writes on the outside what they are. So she carries the coolers. Really? Around. I'm not kidding you. My brother and I joke that it's like when she gets orders, look, looks like she's going on a picnic. It's like. <laughs> It's like she and my brother called me uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like it was like the end of August, about a month or so ago, whatever. And he goes, uh, uh, "Mommy, we go, mom or mommy." He's like, uh, "We got that mommy's car fumigated." I go, "What?" I go, "What happened?" He goes, "Well, apparently, my mother went had some was having some of her girlfriends over for like lunch or something. So she went shopping and she bought a bunch of food." She's ninety two. How old are her girlfriends? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good point. They're dead. They Damn. Basically, they wheel them in in a right, coffin, exactly. they open it up, and she <laughs> talks to them. I why it was fumigated. Okay, so what happened? <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they are actually dropping like flies. And uh, and she's shrinking, by the way. She's like this big now. She's literally oh, like, you know, they, you know, the spine, yeah. thing, right? So she like bought this food, and then she bought like cheese and stuff, like blue cheese. Oh, and right. And then she had to go like to Walmart for something. And then she went in and my mother's kind of flighty. So she loses track of time. And she's in there for like two hours. And she's it was, been like, doing this for 92 years. She, what do you want for the she, yeah, Exactly. So she puts, so I guess she put the cheese like 
under the front seat of the car and locked the car and then forgot it was in oh, there and then went in the, the high heavens. Stunk the high heavens. And I'm not kidding you. I said to her, why did you put the cheese under the front seat of the car and lock the car? She goes, I'm, not, I'm quoting her now. She goes, I don't want people to steal the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> hey, blue cheese, it could have been, like been 20 bucks a pound. You know what I'm you saying? Know, like a it's like a Gouda thief running around Rhode Island. <laughs> So it's like, and she like moves furniture around and stuff. Like she, she's pretty in shape because she like, wow. that's her like yeah. activity, you know? You know, my father had a heart attack like 20, 25 years ago and she didn't want to, I think it was just to get out of the marriage. And uh, <laughs> he was done. He was like, I'm done. I'm going to die now. And because uh, she definitely was like the main, like she was the center of the house. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was her. My father was more laid back and stuff. And so, um, and so, you know, she didn't want to close the store. She said, I'll sit around and get depressed. And so the store is like, you know, she's had it for almost 50 years. So she had, she's, had, had, she's had customers coming in for Does years. Does she do like commercial office stuff or everything? No, home it's, all, it's just all home. Like yeah. she does like regular furniture. She does like, um, you know, uh, the sofas, you know, all that right. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and she doesn't do like mattresses. Although... My cousin Bobby, he lives in Rhode Island, and he runs numbers. He's a me right, and he like he, he and he sells stuff that like fell off the truck. <laughs> he really does. And one time, uh, I was pumping gas to make like extra money, and he came into the gas station and he pops the hood of his car, and he's got stuff in the trunk right. of his car. And so uh, he literally is like the dude that pulls up at the gas station, like, hey. These stereos just fell off the car. He goes like, "Hey, he talks like this." He, Polly, yeah. Polly, what are you doing? He goes, uh, and he goes, "Well, get get the owner out here." And he had like that time he had <laughs> he had suits, <laughs> ratchets, and he had car alarms in his car that got stolen from other people's cars. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, "I go, Bobby, don't you understand the fact you're able to steal this means it's not a very good alarm?" He's like, "What are you talking about? It just doesn't have the box. It's gonna work fine." Like he's definitely like one of those right, guys, right? Yeah. So he comes to my mother's uh, store one day and he goes, hey, Auntie Tina, he goes, I'm in your business now. She goes, what are you talking about? She goes, uh, he goes, uh, I, uh, I'm selling mattresses. She goes, what do you know about mattresses? He goes, what's to know? He goes, I was at the dump last month and I saw all these mattresses, like a big pile of mattresses. I bought like, <laughs> I bought like 10 of them for 25 bucks each. Get out. I get this Chinese guy. He covers them for like 75 bucks. I sell them for 500 bucks a piece. I'm making a killing. She goes, Bobby, get out of my store. I don't even want to know. Oh my yeah. God. So she bought the old mattresses. Old mattresses. Recovered them. Recovered them and is reselling them to people, but not telling them that they're oh re. My but telling God. them like, he goes, I even got the guy to sew in that tag. You know, that tag that you're not supposed to rip off. Now this be, guy is going through all that work. Yeah. And it's like, if he put that effort into like finishing school and like, you know, he'd right. probably be a billionaire, right? Like, you know, he's just that it's guy. It's actually not a bad idea. I wonder if it's, anyone else is doing that. It's like, you know, like, cause like he's, he's probably got people that he sells this stuff to all the time. Right, cause some right, of the right. stuff is like really legitimate. Like he'll come in with like Armani suits that literally like, you know, yeah. You know, like in Goodfellas where they go they, to like they the had a stitch or something. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's got like 
82 size 40 regulars or whatever, yeah. like, or extra large or long or short. I love those guys, though, because they're always characters. He's, like, they, when they're around, something good is happening. It's like, like exciting. Good, and he's like, and he, you know, he's at the social club, and, right. you know, there's always a thing, and, like, <laughs> there's, like, always action. There's always right, action, that's what right? I mean. Yeah, they're, you like, know, making it happen. Yeah, right. Like, you know, there's always, like, shaking your hand, and then something's yeah. in your hand all <laughs> Like he came to my father's <laughs> he came to my father's funeral and he um he was like um he dresses like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever and he came in like a fluorescent orange silk shirt. It was like the summer. Yeah. And it was unbuttoned like down to his belly button with like gold chains and like white pants. <laughs> And I'm a, it's an open casket funeral. You know, oh, I'm like my. laughing at my father's funeral because Bobby's coming to pay his respects. And yeah. he, he looks like a friggin' he's cream, a a he's, a a he's like a creamsicle with yeah. chest hair. Like oh, it was like orange and <laughs> white and gold. And he's like, hey, how you doing? And then he comes and he says the prayer. He does the kneel down thing. He says the prayer. And then he, and then he comes to me and he shakes my hand. He goes, hey, Paul, he goes, Uncle Arthur, he was a good man. Here's a little, uh, little something for the funeral. And he palms me $50, like I'm a maitre d' at a restaurant, <laughs> to help with the funeral. Like, he just, they, <sighs> and they don't get that they're like, they don't, they don't get that they're characters. Like, right, he thinks, right. he thinks he looks good. Like, yeah, he's, he's doing it. He's, he's doing this, he's you know. Doing the work, right? The legs are moving, like he's got a live snake in his yeah. pants, you know. <laughs> how you doing, how you doing? Like, like right, just. Oh, my and, God. And, you know, I don't want that to change. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't. I want him to be him. How old is he? Now he's probably in like early sixties now. Wow. He's been doing this his whole life. And his father, my uncle, had a barber shop, and I used to go get my hair cut. And it was like an old school barber shop. Like they played like Frank Sinatra and um, uh, Tony Bennett, like Playboy Man. It was a guy's barber shop, right? right. Talk about like the Red Sox sure, and all sure. that stuff, right? And every once in a while, my uncle would go, and the guy would come in, and hey, how you doing? He'd go, and they'd take a minute break from cutting my hair you go in the back room a couple of minutes then he come out and then like they shake hands and then I noticed one time it was money well my uncle was running numbers out of the back of the barbershop <laughs> and Bobby you gotta do a side hustle you gotta have a <laughs> exactly. side exactly and then the I guess it was like the family business and my cousin Bobby took over the business and so and then uh so you know it's just like in the blood you know what I mean and right. it was like a side hustle he had like like you said he had like three for chairs, but you know, you want to make some extra money on the side, oh, and nobody's getting hurt. You know, it's a little money, hey. Hey. <laughs> you know, a couple bets here, a couple bets there. Yeah, nobody good. gets hurt. What's the problem, you know? Uh, yeah, it's so it's been, uh, it's like a really uh, over the years, you think that type of business like it's subsiding now because of the internet and mm. stuff, or what do you think? Yeah, I think that's why he's it's selling mattresses. into the family I think, business. I think that's why he's getting Chinese people to cover mattresses yeah. because it's all legal now. Like, right. there's nothing. That was like a big, you know, the 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 mob was based out of the New England mob was based. The patriarchal family was based out of Rhode Island, and that and you know that was a, that was the days when they like controlled vending machines, right? right? And so like you you would like you know you'd put like money in a vending like you do now, but then they would take a piece of the money from the business and. And then one time somebody actually came to my family store and like said, uh, hey, uh, you know, we're going to kind of, we'll make sure nothing happens. Like they wanted yeah, some Yeah, yeah, they wanted a piece. And then my mother was like, my son, my, my nephew is, uh, you know, so-and-so. And they're like, all right, never mind. We shouldn't have come in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was like the one time him like being like, 
but it like really happens and um wow yeah so like it was all these things you know like my like my cousin like at one point was doing so much business like he was driving like a mercedes his wife was driving a jaguar and there was no visible means of support they tapped his house and his phone and they you know they caught him like doing all this stuff and they like arrested him and like really yeah because like he wasn't subtle you know you know like that scene in goodfellas like they make so the did score he get, did he get pinched or what yeah yeah did. and they had to whatever and they wanted him to like i think like rat out other people yeah. and he wouldn't you know oh. you know he just went in with his big bouffant the hair he goes i got nothing to say to me <laughs> but you know what it was like but he wasn't subtle about it you know that scene in Goodfellas where like they make the pinch and then they show up at the bar to celebrate and and one of the the heavy set guys shows up with like his wife in like a white fur yeah, coat yeah yeah and and De Niro goes over he goes what did I say what did I say you don't flash it around what do you give me the coat give me the coat it was like that like right. he was like he wasn't like you can't be extra over the top yeah you gotta keep it yeah, on DL yeah you got a pink Cadillac out front wow. <laughs> you know what I mean so and you don't work for Mary Kay <laughs> you know, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Oh. And your wife's not driving it; you are. So yeah, it just was like you know, it wow. is what it is, you know. And but uh, you turned that all right and funny. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I try. You know, I got you know, I uh, I mean, I did law before I did this. Like I broke my parents' heart probably leaving law to do this. But so when you um, were in high school, you were like, I'm going to be an attorney. I want to be a lawyer. Well, I, I knew oh, I, I think I kind of wanted to do stuff in business because I kind of grew up in a business. So I was an accounting major. I went to Providence College. And then I thought, oh, I want to be maybe do law. So I went to law school. And I went to law school in D.C. And then I'm like, I think I want to do corporate law, you know, put business and law together. And that's why I went to Wall Street in New York. And I was working for one of these big firms doing like merger deals, right. you know, like big companies stop buying selling some hostile tender offer stuff like that and then I started writing jokes as a hobby and uh, I don't know I made it like I was making short films I don't know why and then I was lying to people at work saying oh okay, I gotta go up to around my mother's sick and I take the whole like the last two days of the week off and I was like shooting a film <laughs> literally in Midtown Manhattan two blocks from where I work I'm like an idiot no permit I'm shooting on the street I'm completely paranoid that like people from work go to this restaurant like two doors down that someone's gonna see me I'm like what am I thinking I'm a complete idiot I didn't get caught but the you were actually the photographer I had no I had hired oh, a crew yeah, and everything okay. yeah like I I was I would spend the money on this film yeah. I had actors I got this clothing store to shut down for three hours so we could shoot in the yeah. clothing store and paid the money like I did it like a real shoot and then but I did it two blocks from where I work. I'm like, what an idiot, right? <laughs> so I basically did put that film in the festivals and it got into some festivals. And then I went in, you know, and there your I Your first one, your first shoot. Yeah, well, it was like, yeah, my first like real shoot. I had done like some like short videos, but we shot this on 16 millimeter black and white film. I wanted to do like a real film. Yeah. In fact, um, the guy that shoots all the Louis C.K. stuff, um, was the guy that shot my stuff. And um, he still, you know, when Louie had a show on FX and FXX, he was he was the cinematographer. So here I am, like at a festival in Colorado, uh, the HBO festival, and my, I'm in a big movie theater, and my film, my name is on the screen. My little short film comes yeah. up. And then- You were, you were psyched. I'm like, what the hell, right? And then they invited all the young short filmmakers to a luncheon at this, uh, this guy's, uh, 
um, uh, uh, Peter Goober, uh, and he he did like he did um, all of the big like blockbuster movies like um, the um, uh, what's uh, with Mel Gibson, uh, you know, where he's the crazy cop with Danny Glover. Oh, uh, um, you know those. Lethal that, Weapon. Yeah, the, he, he, I he can't pre- believe I, I got that. He, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> never would. <laughs> You pull that out of your one ass. out of ten. I would have <laughs> guessed that. So I don't know. I don't know what. I I just know we're going to this house. So then we get in a horse-drawn sleigh, and we go through the woods. And there's a clearing, and there's this massive like stone mansion. And I walk in, and there's a like pictures like all over the place in the foyer. And there's like a, a picture of this guy and like uh, Paul Newman. Picture this guy and Robert Redford. Picture this guy and Barbara Streisand. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but yeah. he's probably somebody. And I go into the dining room, and there's like the Hudlin brothers, Spike Lee and Albert Brooks. Damn. Are all like there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm and I told the firm that I was in Rhode Island because my mother was sick, and I'm having lunch with like these because they wanted us to talk to them and like pick their brain. And I'm like, what the hell? How the hell did I get here, right? And food was amazing. I'm just like, just don't, you know, spit on yourself, you know what I mean? And like, and then, um, and so it kind of started that way. And then I was writing jokes a hobby, and then I got invited to a private function, and Jay Leno was the entertainment. And he uh, was like, it was 150 people there, there weren't a lot of people. And I wasn't going to go because I was pulling all nighters. I was, I was like a young associate. I was just, they were just killing you with hours. But I'm like, ah, you know, I'm going to go. And I printed out all the jokes that I had written. I don't know what I was going to do with the jokes. And I go up to Leno after this thing. And I go, I don't know if you need jokes for your act or whatever. But you can have these jokes. I'm never going to use them. And he was like, okay. Like, he really, I started laughing because I didn't. It was like almost talking to like a cartoon. Yeah. You know? And uh, it was like, you know, like when you let helium out of a balloon. Sure. That thing, that, that's what it sounded like. And, uh. And then a couple of days later, my phone rings, and um, I pick up the phone. It's like, it's Jay Leno. It's Paul there. <laughs> and I thought it was my friend David. Right. Who does, I, like, one time, friend. Dice called me, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, any, a lot of guys can do a Dice impression right. on the phone. I can't put two and two together. Right. But it was Dice. Yeah. And, and, and so, so but for a minute, you think, like, it's your Absolutely. friend. So I thought it was my friend punking me, and I go, yeah, really funny, David. He goes, nah, it's really Jay Leno. And I go, stop, it's not. He goes, no, it is. And I'm like, well, I got to tell you, if it's Jay Leno, you do. I actually said to Jay Leno, you do a lousy Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I think I do a pretty good. I go, no, it's the worst Jay Leno. And then I realized it was really Jay Leno. Yeah. And he goes, um, I'll, uh, I'll start sending jokes in. I'll hire you. I'll pay 50 bucks a joke if I use it. Just keep clean so I can use it on TV. And, and then uh, a couple of weeks later, he called me again to tell me that he was going to do one of my jokes on the Tonight Show that night. And I'm like, why are you calling me? Don't you have people who have called, like, who have people? Who have, yeah, yeah. He goes, nah, I like to keep in touch with the guys who write my jokes. And that night, he did my joke. I got a bottle of champagne he did the joke he popped the champagne and it was it's like little $50 joke like just blew my head off my shoulders it was, right and I think what happened was what was the joke was it a long joke or a quick joke it was a the, the, the gist of the joke was like you know these uh, rehab shows like this old house and stuff yeah they're never like realistic because in real life you know, uh, it, on TV, you know, they're like under budget. The guys clean shaven. They do extra work. They don't charge him. Like, and he goes, well, where where do these people exist in real life? You know, 
Uh, you know, in real life, they they, re they rehab your house. The guy's drunk. He's hitting on your wife. Totally. Right? He's having s sex with your daughter in your yeah. bed. Right. And it and it did really well. Like he really sold it. Obviously, he's a great comic. So, uh, I just like, I think what happened was like. I loved watching stand-up as a kid. I would beg my parents to stay up late if there was any comedian on any of the late-night shows. And all of a sudden, out of this box came my joke that I wrote. Right. And people laughed at that it. That was a change. And it was just like... Game changer. Yeah. And then my head exploded. And then I became obsessed and I started writing jokes all the time and I started doing comedy from that. And, That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I was that living like stuff. a secret double life because nobody on Wall Street knew I was a comic. <laughs> and I couldn't tell comics that I was a Wall Street guy because they would have yeah. started asking me for money. So I was like hiding it and having a nervous breakdown in the process. Well, Paul McCure is my guest on the Captain's Log, guys. Check it out all weekend, tonight through Sunday, offthehookcomedy.com. We're going to be on B1039 right now with Big Mama. Tune in. We're yeah. live. Anybody that comes gets uh, the pair of those glasses. Yeah, these are, uh, I'm a real men wear pink, so I have to support <laughs> the American Cancer Society.